Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr. We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guest today is author Sean McLean. He's the author of Thorn. A young elf yearns for freedom and adventure in a world where elves and men live separated by prejudice and opportunity. A chance encounter with a half-elf girl leads to a journey to stop an evil witch from destroying the world as they know it. Together they learn acceptance, magic, and combat skills as their families struggle to prepare them for the fight ahead. While hiding a dark secret that will threaten to destroy everything they believe in. Will a strange friendship withstand the horrors of war and hate? Sean McLean enjoys writing stories with real relationships and strong characters that happen to be female. While the events may be epic, the heroes are normal people trying to find their way in a world they may not understand. He's the author of two self-published zombie novels and a ghost series. In addition to writing fiction, Sean writes promotional commercials and wording for the Pennsylvania Cable Network. Sean McLean, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So uh, I have to ask about the zombie novels. I know for years, uh, I think World War Z was uh, maybe the crescendo of the whole zombie thing. Of course, the big the TV shows and so on. But zombies have been around a long time, uh, movies and so on. What, what got you into zombie novels, and what's your take on zombies? Uh, very interesting question. I had been watching some of the zombie shows. I mean, I'm a big Romero fan Mm -hmm. and I I love the fact that it's all set here in Western Pennsylvania. Um, But my issue was I started to get really irritated with the, with the zombie shows because the people never seem to understand that whoever they're going to meet is going to be horrible. And it just got so annoying that they could do so many amazing things with guns and knives and swords. Um, but it was always the dregs of society that seemed to be making it. And I just didn't like that. So I wrote up what I wanted to have happen. And then I also wanted to explain what my questions were like, you know, if zombies eat people, why are there just not piles of bones lying around? <laughs> How are there so many all at once? That kind of thing. Great. And why is there always the a zombie clown? <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I never understood. It's like, who's having this party? <laughs> a zombie clown. Ooh. Ooh. That'd make a good book cover. <laughs> from the from the clown's point of view. Yeah. So <laughs> what were the titles of these novels? How many of them are there? Um, I wrote two separate books. One is called Respect the Dead. Um, that's kind of my huge novel. And I started it prior to COVID. Um, so I started out with the pandemics. So I didn't know how timely that was going to be. And I followed it through like the first person dying off to the fall of the city. And then I got a brother and sister trying to reconnect to get away. The other book was called originally was called nothing is certain. Um, but I w- was given advice to rename it. Nothing is certain in the dead walk. I based the title on the whole, nothing is certain except for death and taxes. Mm-hmm. But since the government fell and, <laughs> the dead came back. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and it's just a group of survivors trying to find a doomsday preppers bunker uh-huh. in their adventures. So does the zombies get taxed? 
Um, no. And I also would add to that that um, nothing is certain except for death, taxes, and I'd say laundry. And then you don't <laughs> have to do that in the zombie apocalypse either. Yeah. Yeah, which makes you think about the, uh, you know, how those things smell. <laughs> Just how acrid yeah. that whole situation must be. Yeah, I don't know how you get used to that. And yeah, I, I did a scene where this person like opened a garage door and basically got knocked over just from the stench. <laughs> so uh, you, Ugh. I'll put in a shameless plug for uh, a couple novels that Keith Rommel and I collaborated on under the pseudonym Brom Stroker. <laughs> These are the Rated Z series, and our zombies try to stay clean and try to clean themselves up and try to prevent themselves from decaying. And so it's a, it gets quite humorous, some of the situations <laughs> that happen as certain body parts maybe start to fail. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek pretty uh, – it, it's meant to be over-the-top and hilarious at the same time. I still need to check that out. Yeah. Well, anyway, that, both those books sounds very interesting. Love the titles. So the Ghost series, what's, what was that about? Uh, my Ghost series started off as a one-off between a couple zombie novels. And basically, it's a, a young woman. Uh, her name's Chloe. And in the 1930s, she gets killed. And that basically <laughs> is the start of all her problems. Um, she's dead. She realizes she's trapped in the house of the man that she thinks killed her. Um, as the years go by, she's not alone in the house and she's mostly hiding at this point. So the house falls into disrepair. People buy it. They start to do a renovation on it. <clears throat> Pardon me. And of course that happens to open up a portal to hell. There's deals with evil, witches. uh, there's multiple murders spanning decades. There's demons in the walls. Um, basically everything you would normally have in a renovation. Plus it's haunted. So, <laughs> Chloe and, and her friends, they try to help her leave, and that, of course, causes all kinds of trouble, too. And then books two and three just kind of follow right afterwards. I can't tell you a whole lot about them without giving away some of the fun stuff from book one. Well, you know, you're, you're scaring me with this because I live in a 250-year-old house, and uh, fortunately, my wife and I have decided to restore rather than renovate. So are you telling me that that's a good move as far as the spirits go? I would say so. You, you bring it back to what they're used to, and, and you should, probably will be fine. Um, again, don't open any portals to hell. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll work on that. So uh, of these these books, which ones have done well? Have you gotten any good feedback on them, any opportunities with them? Um, I've, I've gotten some good reviews on, like, Amazon and um, Goodreads. The... Ghost series, uh, I, I go to local shows and I, and I promote my books. And the Ghost series, I've been trying to sell and I have people going, oh, I already have all of those. Um, and then they see my zombie novels and go, oh, that one's great. And unfortunately, what happened recently was I had two people come up and they started talking about the books. And one had one and one had the other. And instead of buying one, they just said, oh, we'll trade. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and... I get good reviews and I get a lot of return customers. Um, so not a whole lot written, mm -hmm. but um, they seem to do pretty well. And I get people to go, oh, yeah, I've read those. That's great. Well, that that's 
always good to hear as an author. I guess the the challenge that we have now as you as you come on to Sunbury Press and and write to Hellbender Books is making that leap. Can we get beyond your uh your local audiences that you're meeting face to face and where can we take it? So Sean, we're gonna take our first break talking to Sean McLean, the author of Thorn. We'll be right back. Sunbury Press Books is the home of independent authors and thinkers. Radio Free Press is our imprint for politics and social issues. Check out authors such as Pat LaMarche, author of Still Left Out in America, The State of Homelessness in the United States. Wingnuts, a field guide to everyday extremism in America by David Michael Slater. And A Year of Change and Consequences by Mark Singel. Find out more by clicking the Books tab at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Sean McLean, the author of Thorn and a number of other books about zombies and ghosts and creepy things. So, Sean, uh, you know, the one that we're doing with you through Hellbender Books, Thorn, this is a transition now from zombies and ghosts to fantasy. We've got elves and witches and magic and, you know, sort of sounds like more sword and sorcery type stuff. How do we make that leap, uh, you know, your interests are shifting here, or have you always been interested in all these different uh, genres? I'm I'm a bit more interested in the fantasy genre than I am with the horror. I mean, I'm not that into the horror movies. Um, my ghost stories are, are more, I'd say, thriller. But Thorn Thorn came to me. I don't know. It was it was based on a couple thoughts I had, and it just it seemed like the right progression. Um, it was, it was just kind of a, uh, not really sure how it, it came about. I'd been watching a couple of uh, fantasy movies, and some of the elements just really struck me, and I thought, you know, I could do this, and I want to see where this would go, and I wanted to try something different. Now, does this mean back in the day you played Dungeons & Dragons? Oh, my Dungeons & Dragons days were very, very sad <laughs> oh no please do my, tell oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> my brother and i tried to play and that just went really nowhere um, we ended up laughing more than we did anything else and the campaigns were really weak we <laughs> we ended up making really overpowered characters so we wouldn't keep dying it was a <laughs> it was kind of sad <laughs> Well, that that sounds like the way I started out in Dungeons and Dragons, but that evolved to a much more uh, well thought out, regimented uh, universe, and a lot fairer for the good and the bad guys. Uh, you didn't always win, and you didn't always live, and uh, so yeah. that made it more exciting. And I think I think the transition happened when I became the dungeon master and started telling stories, and and the the others kind of fell in line and and played great characters, and it worked out that way. But yeah, I know what you mean, you know, when you have the super, almost like superheroes and it's not fun anymore because, you know, you can kill a million orcs with, <laughs> you know, the wave <laughs> wave of a wand. <clears throat> but if you were really, you know, think about Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit where they, they show like a million orcs in front of the castle, that's pretty daunting. So, really? Yeah, I mean, if that could really happen. <laughs> so, uh, so what, that was... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, which, which uh, movies were you watching that inspired you? Uh, I was just going to say, my 
introduction into the fantasy realm was really kind of sad. It was the 80s, so you had those really cheesy sword and sorcery um, stories. <clears throat> like Beastmaster, although that's a classic. I'll, I'll give it that. Uh, but when then my wife really had introduced me to the whole uh, Lord of the Rings and Tolkien, and that really struck a chord, and I was really interested in those kind of stories mm-hmm. with... You know, the the people aren't without their flaws, but they're ultimately good people trying their best in a really unbelievable situation. And my character Thorn, um, I, I see her more as as a warrior and a, and a mage, and she's she's learning, but she's also more powerful than she realizes. And I thought that helped out move the story along and her uh, relationship with Henry, who's the main um, main character aside from her. I mean, he's the, the narrator, I guess, of the story uh, fun to write. Yeah. It's very interesting. You know, many, many, so many millions of people have read Tolkien, seen the movies and so on. And I was introduced in seventh grade. I think my English teacher had us read The Hobbit, and I think we started with the scene in the cave. And at that point, I was hooked. I was like, wow, this is a really cool story. I mean, Bilbo meets Gollum, and then the riddle uh, battle. So uh, that's, how, that's how I got turned on to it. Then, of course, Dungeons and Dragons follows, and learning that a lot of what Gary Gygax and the others were imagining with Dungeons and Dragons is derivative of Tolkien. Uh, some of it's not. It comes from many different uh, genres, but a lot of it comes out of Tolkien. But I'm curious how you end up with an, a female elf as your protagonist. After watching Tolkien, uh, I always gravitated to being Gandalf. And my best character in my Dungeons & Dragons world was Orson Thermatogen, who essentially was a Gandalf clone. So I always imagined myself being the, the wizard who fixed things and was in the background to uh, work stuff out and secretly was the most powerful person, but let the others do most of the fighting. Um, you know, so that's the direction I went with D and D, but um, how did you end up with uh, the half elf? What, in, what was interesting to you about elves? Lots of people get into the hobbits. Lots of people get into the dwarves, the wizards, but you end up with the elves at a half elf. So tell me about that. Uh, do like dwarves. They were, they were, Always my favorites uh, growing up. Uh, I had a dwarf character in the D&D. <clears throat> now, <laughs> Thorne, her dad, you could consider uh, to be a Gandalf. He's a very, very powerful mage. And she is born from very complicated uh, interaction. But Thorne's a very headstrong um, action taker. So she's like learning to be a mage, but also learning to be a warrior, which in my, my elves, even though they've been decimated to a point, they are all pretty well warriors or at least very good with magic. And Henry is a full blood elf. So he meets a half elf and there's a little bit of contention there because, you know, there's the half you're not one, you're not the other, and humans and elves usually don't get along. So there's just this whole kind of little bit of tension there in the beginning. But Thorn, she's just 
she's fun to write because she's so strong-willed and interested in everything and wants to learn and wants to be a, a fighter and she wants to be a mage and she wants to get out from where she's kind of trapped at the moment. I see. Well, we're talking to Sean McLean, the author of Thorn. We'll be right back. Sunbury Press Books is your home for the writings of independent authors. Loch Ness Books is our young adult imprint, including Joe Harvey's Summer Changes Everything, Deanne Baker's The Boaters Club, and Arcane Maurer's Forbidden Powers series. Find these and other books by diverse authors at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Sean McLean, the author of Thorn, and we're discussing that tension between half-elves and elves. If only that could be our world's penultimate problems. Obviously, the world today has problems way beyond the tensions between half-elves and elves, but uh, I, I know in the uh, the lore of Tolkien and other places, well, you also have the tension between dwarves and elves. I know Tolkien really emphasizes that. It's almost a hatred, but yet they end up, you know, your enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend uh, kind of thing going on. So... Uh, Thorn, this half-elf girl, uh, I guess I have to ask you about focusing in on a female character. What is it about choosing a female protagonist that interests you? I'm not, well, a lot of my heroes uh, throughout my life have actually been women. Um, my mother was very strong and, and took care of two boys. My dad was uh, was on the road a lot working, so it was just three of us. Um, and then my wife, I think she does just amazing things with what, what her work is and how she relates to the world. And my mother-in-law, oddly enough, is very, you know, I, mean, I can't say enough nice things about my mother-in-law. She's also a very strong-willed woman and, and very tough. And that's, I don't know, that's what kind of attracted me to Thorne is that she, she's capable and mm-hmm. she's smart and I, di- I didn't want to write a strong female character, whatever that means. I wanted to write a strong character, and she just happens to be female. And, and I think I, I hope I, I captured that just by taking in some of the women I've known and their, their specific strengths and, and putting that into, into my characters. No, and I, I think that's very different in that, you know, most of, at least the traditional works in this field the protagonists are almost all male and uh so this this adds an interesting twist to it so let's talk a little bit about um maybe the magic system that you use here how would you describe it is there a particular like science to the magic in this world i I know in D D, for instance you have to have um a certain structure to it. There's so much time it takes to cast a spell. You have to have certain components, verbal or physical, and uh, you know there's different sources that you get spells. You can only have so many spells a day, yada, 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 that kind of stuff. So is there something like that with these? Uh, probably not so technical, but... Uh, not so technical. There's, there's different levels of power. Um, Henry is an elf, Full blood elf, and he's pretty strong with magic, but it's more defensive magic. Whereas Thorn, um, being the daughter of a mage and a and an elf, her powers kind of run the gamut. She has offensive and defensive magic, but everything is based on 
the words that are that are being said along with the hand movements. Mm-hmm. So some mages can non-verbally do the spells by just hand movements. Others have to do both. Um, some creatures in this world just exude magic. Like um, there's another character, Serena, who happens to be like a vampire type character. And she can just pretty much destroy you by thinking about it, which don't make her mad, obviously. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess the, the other question I have is about the, the other beings in the world. So is this a um, elves and humans, or are there other like traditional uh, character types, races that are, that are also in your world? Well, you, you've got two main human worlds, um, and you also have other creatures. So there are these, these dark creatures, as they're called, and they're goblins and orcs in your traditional fantasy um, um, races. Most of them have gone into hiding um, up in the hills, and they stay away from humans because the humans are just not accepting. Um, <laughs> and for the most part, they try to destroy as many of the other you know, races as they can. So they find a way, well, they find a place where there's more coexistence, there's more acceptance. And you find that maybe the creatures that you thought were the worst really aren't. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, you never thought about that. Just because somebody's not attractive looking, does that mean they're evil? And why do they end up getting nasty? Is that because they're ignored and pushed under a bridge or into a cave? And uh, I don't know. Interesting thought. The psychology of a troll. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's another another series of books. Um, so, Thorn is this? This is the first of several. How many? How many are you planning? Do you have any ideas on that? Well, I'm partway through the second book. I think I have three. Um, we'll see how how far things go in, in book two, um, but I'm pretty sure it's it's a trilogy. Okay, always good to have a trilogy. And uh, as far as the other things, the zombies, the ghosts, you're getting back into that at some point? I have one more book to do in the ghost series. And I do have a, a sequel to uh, development for a little while, though, because all these other ideas keep coming in. and So I've got several characters in my mind. They're sitting on the hood of this car waiting for me to get back to them. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, we're, we're mid-adventure, dude. When are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like I have to ask you when you're working at PCN and you're just typing away thinking about advertisements, do these characters start talking to you? Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> and I'll have to on the sly kind of write something off to the side, you know, and then get mm. back to what I'm actually supposed to be doing. Does your boss know that you're sitting there thinking about some witch you want to kill? <laughs> Is there a half elf girl? <laughs> pretty sure she does. Yeah, um, that's pretty funny. I, I, it was actually. I, I I wrote somebody's review and I put in all this extra extraneous stuff about werewolves attacking and you know how they they continue to do their job under siege from all these werewolves and the, there was a zombie attack and she's like none of this can stay and you should write books and I'm like no yeah, that's not a bad idea <laughs> yeah I was just thinking imagine yourself sitting on a bus and you look around at like 50 people that are sitting on the same bus with you and you have to wonder what are they all thinking 
And how many of them have novels in their heads that they're working through? Or how many are thinking about some of these dark things? You know, you never know. You never That's, know. It might be a good good short story book. Is like, talk about each character. Anyway, we are running out of time. And it's been great talking to you. Uh, Sean, real quick, in the last few seconds, uh, do you have any events planned in the near future you'd like to mention? Um, nothing coming up for the rest of this year, unfortunately. Um, I was going to be in Evan City, but I had to change my plans. Next year, I'm going to do books, books, books again. Um, do the Hershey Char, uh, sorry, the Chocolatown Book Fest, and I will be at the Living Dead Weekend in Monroeville in July. I think it is. That's one I think I want to check out too. All right, we've been talking to Sean McLean, the author of Thorn. This has been the Sunbury Press Book Show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts.